0: Hello? Yes? Is this thing on? Are we recording? Okay, it looks like we are. What is up, everyone? Today's episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast is going to be a special one. I'm your host, Drew Joyner. Some of you may know me as Drew What to Do on YouTube. But today's episode is not going to include a guest. It's going to be a monologue episode. I enjoy these episodes because the audio is crisp from beginning to end. <laughs> and I have an opportunity to use the microphone that I have to record the podcast throughout the entire podcast episode. So this is going to be a lot of fun. The focus of today's episode is about how I went from zero to 160,000 cumulative followers on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And I know that this is a little bit of a kind of offshoot of what maybe we're, we typically talk about here on the podcast, but I thought it would be Proper to talk about these things because of the fact that I've gone through a little bit of a metamorphosis over the last, I would say, year and a half, two years, from 2020 to 2021 and almost into 2022 now. It has been quite the journey for myself in terms of creating content on the internet. I can't wait to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. But before we do so, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please, I implore you, I beg of you. Give this podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It means a ton to me, and it means a ton to the people who maybe are missing out on this valuable content that you seem to enjoy if you're coming back week in and week out. All right, let's dive into the episode. Let's flash back to 2019, the year before the pandemic. I was a senior in college at the University of Denver. Just prior to my final semester at the University of Denver, I decided to stop playing the game of basketball, something I've been doing for the last 23, 22 years of my life. And there was a bit of a transition happening in my journey in which I was transitioning from being an athlete to figuring out what I want to do after the sport. And if you know me, if you know any athletes, a lot of times their identities are wrapped up very, very closely to their sport or to their athletic kind of goals. And for me, this was my case, I was very, very much so tied to being this athlete. And I was a little bit lost in the sauce about what I wanted to do with where I wanted to take my life. Funny enough, I was a marketing major, but my relationship with social media was a little bit weird. I didn't have a social media account at the end of my college experience i didn't have an instagram per se i deleted it because i thought that it was just a waste of time i thought it was something that wasn't going to bring me any value just kind of made me look and compare myself to others and just made me a little bit of a worse person in some ways that you know in college maybe you're judging yourself or just maybe you know comparing yourself all these kind of things using it too often these kind of things are pretty common when it comes to college kids or just students in general you know, I wanted to make the most out of my time, my last semester in college, I didn't want to be spending my time on my phone at home or in my room just kind of scrolling mindlessly, right. So I wasn't really on social media in 2019. And One of the things that I did spend a lot of my time consuming was fashion content. And and by social media, I mostly mean Instagram I wasn't on. I was still watching YouTube videos and things like that because I feel like you can learn about different things on YouTube. And I love watching YouTube videos about fashion, about video games, about technology, about infrastructure, about business, about all these different things. And I was using my time the best I could during my last kind of moments within my college Fast forward past my last semester in college, and 2020 rolls around, and I decided to start this brand that is called Edward Joyner. It's my namesake brand in an attempt to try to create products that more resonated with me or resonated more with me than what I was seeing out in the marketplace and bring a little bit of fashion and, and just different a different feel for fashion in the city of Denver, right? I thought it was imperative that I had a social media account for not only the brand, Edward Joyner, but also a personal account to showcase the work that goes on behind the scenes in the brand. And I thought it would be a cool, and interesting way to show that through Instagram in particular. And so I started with creating a personal Instagram account once again, and then a brand Instagram account, which are both still the accounts I use to this day, Drew Joiner underscore and Edward Joyner official. I was working daily to try to get my business off the ground, and I'm still continuing to work daily to get my business off the ground to where I want it to be. But during the course of 2020, a lot of people had more time than ever to work on side projects to do some of the things that they've always wanted to do and or create businesses that they maybe wouldn't have if the pandemic wasn't such a major factor in how they spent their time. And that's the same for me. I was actually working during the summer at the time as well as working on my business. And I, you know, potentially would have never started my business if it weren't for the pandemic and a couple other events such as Kobe Bryant dying and just different events that happened in my life with my family that made me realize that life is short and I should go after the things that I truly want to accomplish. Bear with me. This is a very, very important part of the story because when I was creating my brand, Edward Joyner, I also started creating content around the brand to hopefully bring more awareness to the brand. I started this podcast to hopefully bring on different guests who then maybe through osmosis find out about the brand or just to learn about and just to learn about you know what pe- different people are doing in other brands and other parts of the country during this time. I also created a YouTube channel for the brand, one that we would review the products that we released for the brand, hoping to also, once again, bring more awareness to the different products offerings that we had for Edward Joyner. And these videos were very, very, very um, rudimentary, very basic, not to the level of where I wanted them to be, but they were the first kind of examples of videos being created by myself and with my girlfriend, Lauren about you know content around fashion on the internet it's kind of insane yes these videos are still up on the edward joiner channel if you want to go check them out and you'll see the night and day difference between these videos which were in mid 2020 to where i am now in 2021 right but what i realize is that people are less inclined to support and follow a brand as much so as they are inclined to support and follow an individual right and so I was making videos with the brand posting the behind the scenes of the photo shoots posting product reviews trying to make entertaining content and I realized that I was hitting somewhat of a wall in terms of the level of creativity I felt like I could do because I wanted to keep the brand's kind of ethos and energy a certain way right and sometimes it just didn't really correlate with making branded content and so over the course of i would say like you know june to about september october 2020 i was you know racking my my mind around how do i create content that'll bring even more people bring more awareness to you know my passion for fashion such a cliche line but my passion for fashion and bring more awareness to the things that i'm doing with my brand because at the end of the day i feel like you know after being an athlete i my creativity is is really something that I want to showcase and for my brand I really wanted to move some of the items and move the products I was creating and see whether or not I was doing a job get feedback and it was hard to do so because not many people knew about the brand so in October or late September of 2020 I started my YouTube channel my personal YouTube channel the one you guys know today the drew joiner youtube channel and i started with a simple vans old school review of a shoe and just talked about the different features of the of the shoe right because i thought that you know people like doing product reviews like seeing product reviews and this was my way of just testing whether or not i could make videos on youtube how i would do it where i would do it and it was just the beginning it was the genesis of me creating youtube videos Also around this time, I started taking more FitPix because I thought it was another way for me to engage in a fashion community because when I was creating content, you know, behind the scenes content for my brand on my personal account, the only people that were really seeing it were the people who I went to college and high school with, really. And I realized, well, these people are not the most like fashion-y inclined people. Maybe a few of them are, but the majority of them aren't, right? And so they don't really get it. I have to find people who get it. And so... One of the things that, yeah, a couple of things I did is I started doing FitPix and then I started creating content on YouTube. And it was the beginning of, you know, the journey I'm currently on right now. And it's unbelievable to look back on because if you look back on those early videos and you look back on the first FitPix, they are not the best. They're not the worst, but they're not the best. <laughs> From October 2020 to about. January 2021 I realized the opportunity that YouTube presented to me as an entrepreneur as a creative and as someone who wanted to build community around some of the things that they liked and the opportunity was immense it was truly immense and one of the things one of the first goals I had for YouTube was to get to 1000 subscribers I remember it like it was yesterday because it really feels like it was yesterday. And the goal to get to 1,000 subscribers felt like an impossibly big goal. I was making videos every week, sometimes two times a week, sometimes three times a week. And some of the videos would get 50, 25, 100 views. And I would maybe grow, you know, 10 followers a week or 10 subscribers a week, right? Meanwhile, on Instagram, I did notice that. You know, creating fitpix and and posting fitpix was something that was generating a little bit more success than posting just BTS of the brand, right? So that shift from just posting BTS to posting fitpix, I saw a little momentum building, and I also saw a small amount of momentum on YouTube. But there was so much work that needed to be done in order for me to actually get to where I wanted to be, and the work that needed to be done on YouTube specifically, because I feel like YouTube is the true catalyst for growth of you know my personal channels right and the reason why is because youtube is such a people love to connect on youtube and i've noticed that the community aspect of youtube is so great right but i was not a great youtube content creator i had just you know learned how to use this canon m50 which is the camera I used and I didn't know how to shoot automatic versus manual or use audio. And it was just a, a learning curve for me. It took a lot of learning in order for me to actually get to the point where I am now. Like I said, I would make two to three videos a week, right? And some of the videos wouldn't do too well. And it was very discouraging. But the more I created, the greater my bag filled up with the tools that I needed to create even better videos, One of my favorite kind of expressions in basketball is that, you know, uh, sometimes when when someone is a really skilled player, they'll say, you know, that's in his bag, right? It's in his bag of tricks, essentially. And it's the same for creating YouTube videos. And I love using basketball analogies to describe these things because it's like second nature to me. But the more I created, the more I could create better, right? And people would leave comments saying, you say, um, too much, or you say like too much. You should cut these parts out and I would take their advice. And then I was able to find out about the music I wanted to use. So I didn't use the the generic music that everybody else uses, right? And all these things that I learned over and over and over again. It took me so much time to learn. Like most of your favorite fashion YouTubers in particular, some of the ones that have been around and are popular. Some of them are really prolific, but some of them only have made, you know, fifty videos. 70 videos and in the course of my time on youtube which has been a little over a year like a year and a week i made over 136 almost 140 videos and there's only 52 weeks in a year so you know the mathematics of that is pretty insane if you think about it i made more videos than there are weeks in the year by a lot (laughs) and It was required, in my opinion, for for myself to actually learn and and build the skill sets needed to make quality YouTube videos because it didn't just come naturally to me. A lot of people might see it now as some kind of natural thing, but it took hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours (laughs) and hours of editing and re-editing and not having the microphone on when I record a video and having to record the entire thing over again with the same energy as I did the first time and realizing that I don't want to make that mistake anymore. And posting videos at awkward times, not posting things consistently on the sa- at the same time on the same day. And all of these things, there's so many things that I learned over the course of making YouTube videos that made me a really, really good editor or a decently good editor in my opinion that translated into kind of one of the biggest platforms that really accelerated my growth, which was TikTok. So beginning of 2021, I was growing my YouTube channel like I mentioned and it was growing at a little bit more accelerated pace. I think things were moving to where I was about to eclipse a thousand subscribers probably in January or February because of a few videos I did. And I eclipsed that and my Instagram was also growing and the fit pics I was creating. I was getting better at you know displaying the different items I liked in fashion. Also the brand side of things was continuing to grow. And so I finally was able to get monetized on YouTube, which, if you know, for YouTubers is a huge milestone for them to get monetized in about April of creating videos. So April 2021 is when I was monetized. So from October to April is how long it took me about a half a year, about five months ish to get monetized. And I thought that it was incredibly slow. But I know for some that can be incredibly quick, depending on what kind of content you're creating on YouTube. You want to get monetized as quickly as possible because it's just something that will open up so many more doors for the content and will just open up so many more opportunities for me as an individual business owner, right? So April was monetized and I was like, okay, starting to get a little bit of momentum. My peers are starting a little bit to maybe notice the content I'm creating. Um, I had not up until that point really been posting about my YouTube videos on Instagram and so I started doing that. And I started realizing that this YouTube kind of channel that I created could be something and blossom into something that was really, really cool down the road. Right. And what I think the key kind of factor to me reaching that monetization goal is just consistency, really. And I know a lot of people will tell you about consistency and staying with it, but it's just a proven kind of thing. If you're consistent and you continuously improve, you continuously adapt, you will achieve the goal that you have set out to achieve as long as you just don't give up on it, right? And I, I believe that. Not that you might. There's a high likelihood. You will. You will achieve it. As long as you stay consistent, you adapt, you readjust, you change the target, you change what you what you need to do and, and continuously attack that goal, you you'll reach it. So that's that's kind of my my mindset on it and that's what happened for me when it comes to YouTube in specific. So I was in a good groove on YouTube and I was in a good groove on Instagram, but the growth, you know, it was it was nice, but I wanted to continue to kind of level up and up the level of growth that maybe I could push this to another level, right? And I think the unlock for me, the biggest unlock was TikTok by far. TikTok was something that I had dabbled with a few times personally. With a drawing TikTok that I had where I just did different sketches and drawings and things like that that no one knew about. I also had a branded TikTok for the brand of Edward Joyner, which, once again, didn't really like too much. It's still it's you can still look it up and you can still look at it, but it's just not something that I enjoyed as much. And I thought that I could use my personality and use the skill sets that I was gaining from YouTube because I had gained a lot and correlate that to TikTok. And that's kind of what I started doing in May of 2021, right? So you guys have kind of seen the journey. 2019 wasn't into social media as much. Beginning of 2020 started brand, really doubled down on my passion for fashion, started creating content October 2020 from October to April, had steady growth, became monetized, saw the potential in it. And then I tapped in and logged into TikTok May 2021. And this is where things started to grow at an exponential rate. So one of the things that a lot of people will tell you when it comes to TikTok is that you can just use your phone and record with your phone and have it be raw. And you can. There are a ton of fashion creators who do that. And I respect all of them and they do a fantastic job. One of the things that I wanted to do, because for one, my phone isn't the best, like it doesn't have the best kind of quality. And I, I pride myself on having a certain level of quality quality in my videos and in my brand and all the things that I do. So one of the things I did and decided to do was to record using my YouTube camera. And that's something that I feel like has been huge. A small decision has been so huge for me because it separated me from the pack. And it really is hard to explain the exact reasons. But I think that there are some reasons that I was able to go from zero to 60,000 followers on TikTok in one month. And in that kind of growth on TikTok, it bled into my Instagram. So my Instagram grew faster. And then the brand grew faster. And then the YouTube channel grew faster. Right. So the reason why I think this is the, the these are the reasons why I think I grew on TikTok so quickly. Right. So one of the things I heard from a lot of people who were talking about how they grew they blew up on TikTok is the fact that they would post three to five times a day. I was like, three to five times a day? That's just insane. Who can post that much? And so I I decided I made a decision. I said, Well, I'm gonna give it one month, the month of May. I'm give it one month. I'm gonna try to post three times a day every day this month. And if I don't grow more than 10,000 followers, because before my other TikTok account, the drawing TikTok that I alluded to earlier, I couldn't get past. Uh, I couldn't even get past a 1000 followers, right? So all these people are blown up on TikTok. And you know, I couldn't couldn't get past a 1000. I thought I was doing something interesting. Only people who I saw who were getting past a certain level of followers and engagement were you know, the typical kind of cliche TikTokers that would dance and sing and do these things. And I didn't want to do any of that stuff because that just isn't the type of type of person I am. Right. So I gave myself a month to post three times a day. And so I started and I made content about, you know, fits and different things. And I kind of was able to find myself uh, or I I found a really good topic, which was a, a sneaker series. And I realized that series on TikTok sometimes are really, really powerful. So I was one of the early pioneers, I would like to call myself, of uh, a series, the series kind of types of TikToks. And the TikTok series I started was the underrated sneaker series. And I would go underrated sneakers that you should know about part one, underrated sneakers that you should know about part two. And I would go and go and go and go. And every day I'd post a different one. And I realized that a lot of people on TikTok, only knew about certain types of shoes, whether they be Air Forces or, or uh, Jordans or Dunks. And so I always steered away from those shoes because it, a lot of people were already talking about those and I could talk about something else. And so I did that every day, mixing it in with different types of content as well. And I started seeing the growth and I started seeing 5,000 followers in, in a day, 6,000 in the next day, 12,000 in the next week. 25,000 30,000 and then before you knew it you know I had 60,000 followers by the end of May and like I said before it just continued to bleed into the other things that I was working on so more people found out about my YouTube channel more people found out about my Instagram and my business and I was able to take the skill sets that I had learned from creating YouTube videos and implement implement them into what I was doing on TikTok. So the style I was creating on YouTube was like a pseudo style I created on TikTok as well. And people seemed to like that. They gravitated towards it because it was quality. I used a crisp mic. People could always hear what I'm saying. I used closed captions. And it was really incredible to see, you know, the work that I put in because I did have to post three times a day. It's not like I didn't put a lot of effort into it. I posted three times a day every day for a month. And I got tired. (laughs) It was tiring, but it, it really ended up paying off and it put me in position to be where I am today, which is kind of crazy to say. I felt like I had unlocked kind of a secret weapon to growth and a lot of my peers, whether they be on Instagram or YouTube, couldn't necessarily recognize the fact that the power of something like TikTok could revolutionize the level that they're at or could bring their content their creativity to another level if they just gave TikTok the time of day and that's just what i did and it was kind of unbelievable to say that um i went from zero to 60k in one month and then after may i went from you know may all the way until now which is october i've gone from 60 to 130 and it's been unbelievable It's really been unbelievable. I would say without TikTok, I would be at a half the level I am now because the app has really pushed uh, virality and pushed the creativity that I've put on the app to another level. And I can't, you know, I can't be more thankful. I'm extremely thankful. So I want to talk about, you know, maybe why some of the reasons why I was able to do the things I was able to do through YouTube, through Instagram and through TikTok, um, real quick, one I want to mention is that, like I said, TikTok really bled into into Instagram, and so did YouTube. And Instagram was a, a app that I it was really impossibly hard to grow on organically. And I was trying so hard with both my business and my personal account, posting Fitbits on my personal account, posting, you know, content on my brand account. And I never Ever was able to really crack the Instagram algorithm to grow at more than maybe a follower to a day without supplementing it with other social media apps that drive people to Instagram, if that makes sense. I think there are a few things that propelled me to the level that I am at now in terms of looking back and thinking ab- about the journey that I've been on. I think there are a few reasons why I've found somewhat a level of success on these different platforms as well as this podcast as well. One of the things I mentioned earlier was consistency. And like I said before, consistency is something that you hear very often, but it's just so true. You you have to be consistent. Right? Imagine if I decided to instead of posting you know three times a week, I posted once a week and my skill level when it came to editing videos was only one X instead of three X. I just, you just never know what what's possible for yourself. If you aren't putting in the level of work that you deem is acceptable for the projects that you're working on. Right. And there's a little bit of desperation on my end because, you know, I'm a college kid, you know, I, I got a marketing degree and now I make content and I didn't, you know, I wanted to prove the people who were getting their, um, very comfortable jobs that, you know, I could live life on my terms and, create content and be my own kind of uh, marketing expert in a realm that isn't really taught in school, which is what the modern era is kind of built off of, which is social media marketing, digital marketing, and, and, and digital content creation. Consistency was key and consistency, consistency ties into just work ethic. You have to be someone who works hard. And I learned how hard you have to really work when I play division one basketball, like the level of work that goes into being a high-end, successful Division One basketball, football, baseball, lacrosse player is insane. It is insane. You have to be the best of the 1%, and then you have to go to the 1% and be the best of that. And even though that doesn't really correlate to real life as, as much as it correlates to sports, it really drives me to want to be as good as I possibly can be when it comes to creating content, right? And it kind of puts a fire in my belly to be the best version of myself. So, for you, you might be looking at this like, how did, how could I spend the time that I did? Literally, I was obsessed, guys. I was literally obsessed. I still am obsessed about creating the best videos, about creating the best kind of content I can for the brand and trying to be the best version of myself so I can, one, inspire others and just be the best I can be, right? Like, it's just something that I love. I want to be as good as I can at it just because it's just something that I want to enjoy and look back on and and think to myself, I gave it all I I did, I gave it all I could, right? So for me, like, like I said, putting the time in is just so crucial, you have to be consistent. And with consistency, it also, you know, breeds familiarity with the the people who you want to connect with what you're trying to get done. You know, posting something once a month, or, you know, once a year, once every two months, or, you know, whatever it might be, um, it's good. It's not. It's not that it's bad. It's not that's bad at all. But if you can do something to the point where you can create quality content week in and week out, is kind of what I've been doing in my goal week in and week out. And with TikTok, it definitely isn't three times a day anymore. It's more like um, maybe five posts a week or seven or ten posts a week or something like that. But if if I could do t- you know twelve a week, if I could do three a day again, and if I. had had the time, I would still do it because I feel like there's a little bit of um, opportunity. There's still an opportunity to really grow even faster and just create better content and do the things I need to do. Um, but it's a little bit tougher now because I'm juggling so much. And that's something that you should consider as well. The self awareness piece for you is like, you know, whether you want to create YouTube or you want to have a podcast or want to have a brand or want to do whatever, you have to realize that, you know, what I've done probably isn't replicable. I literally have a podcast that I post every week. I have a brand that I try to create products for every month or month and a half. YouTube videos every week. Instagram posts every week. TikToks every week. And so I've really dedicated my entire life to this. And because I have a, a sincere passion and love for it. And for you, like it might just be one thing. I didn't start out by doing all these things. That's the whole point of the story as well. I didn't start out by doing everything at once. I started with the brand and, you know, tried different things and and went through different courses of actions. And they all kind of led me to where I am now. But it's all about self-awareness. And it's all about that consistency and hard work. I'm telling you. Belief is another really big thing that I had to deploy time and time again. And because I was going through this journey, you guys, and you know my girlfriend my family you know towards the end of the, the beginning or towards the end of 2020 i would rather say they were saying well drew you know you're doing good with your business and you're, you're doing your thing and you know the pandemic's kind of coming to an end it's time to maybe start looking and applying for more jobs and kind of put this put this on hold essentially maybe voicing a little bit of their doubt for what i was able to actually get done uh, what I was able to maybe even accomplish at the end of 2020, and I just had the utmost belief in myself. I really believe that this is a career path for me, for one. This is a way for me to connect and live just an unbelievably fulfilled life doing and talking about the things that I love. And I- when I get to share the story, I can tell the story in the capacity that I like. And this um, podcast is just one example of me telling the story. The story is all still there. All the content is still there. All the videos, the posts, I never deleted anything because I want that story to be refined and taught and talked about because hopefully it'll inspire others because I've been inspired by so many others on YouTube. And it's been it's been a real process. And having to believe in myself has been pivotal, just as pivotal as consistency and hard work in terms of creating kind of this uh, following, creating the content and, and just creating the things that I've wanted to create over the last year and a half, almost two years now. I also think goal setting was really, really big in terms of keeping me motivated I remember back at the beginning of me starting my YouTube channel, I told myself I wanted to reach a 1,000 subscribers. And I didn't have a time frame on it. I just wanted to reach a 1,000 subscribers. And so I worked week in and week out to reach a 1,000 subscribers. And before you knew it, I reached that goal. And I said to myself, I want to reach 10,000 subscribers. I reached that goal. And then I wanted to reach 20, reach that goal. And now my goal that I'm at 27,000 on YouTube is to reach 50,000. And I put a little time frame on it. Hopefully, I can reach 50,000 by the end or the beginning of January 2022. So, we'll see what happens. Same with you, Instagram, excuse me. Same with Instagram. I had a series on my channel about how to grow your Instagram to 10,000 followers. And it was a week-in and week-out analysis of how I was growing my Instagram using FitPix to get to 10,000 followers. And I you know, was sadly disappointed that posting fit pics on Instagram is not going to get you 10k. (laughs) I'll tell you that tell you guys that right now. And it it, it made me a little bit discouraged because I wanted to really be honest with my audience. I wanted to be honest with the people who were depending on me to give them advice about creating successful content on Instagram. And I realized that yeah, you're not going to really reach that goal on Instagram, at least right now, unless you're posting reels, which is a whole different animal, right? I've seen people like Justine, who, who's been on the podcast, go from, you know, 8,000, 9,000 to 19,000 in a matter of months because of reels. And so that's the power of reels. Unless you're doing this kind of short form content, you're not going to grow on these accounts because video is just the most gripping type of content that you can create right now versus pictures. Pictures are good. Pictures are good, but they're just not as good as videos. So I had goals all throughout. And one of my goals for Instagram which I was trying to get to, which was to get to 10,000 followers on the year. And I achieved that goal as well. Um, I achieved it September, 2021. And I had started my account or started taking fit about October, late September, 2020, 2020. Yeah. So I achieved that goal as well. And one of my goals for TikTok was to get to 100,000 on TikTok before the end of the year. And that goal was eclipsed extremely easily. And I have a new goal because currently I'm at about 130,000 on TikTok. My goal for the beginning of January 2022 is to reach 200,000 on TikTok. And the goals are important because the goals just kind of help create a North Star for The things that I'm doing, right? Like the the clout isn't really as important to me. Like I've never cared about clout. I'm the nerdiest person. If you know me, you know I still play video games and I still showcase that on my YouTube channel. I just love fashion and I love being able to talk to as many people as possible. And I think I have a positive message. And so I think that the following also allows me to spread a message of, like I say, my YouTube videos all the time, which is peace, love, and positivity. Which It's something that I feel like the world needs more of, and uh, I I don't, you know, I don't do it for self-aggrandizing reasons. I I do it to create the best videos I can create, to create the most entertaining, most valuable content as I can create, and one of the ways that you kind of recognize whether or not you're doing well or not is through the the statistics, so... And it's really interesting, the journey as well, that, you know, I've been creating, I created so many videos, literally almost 140 videos in a year, and even more than that, well over 200, maybe 300 videos in a year, including TikTok, including the Edward Joyner YouTube channel, including videos that just never got posted because they did, I didn't think they were good enough it's interesting now because so many people now recognize the work that I had to put so much time into and where I was kind of just searching for like friends and family to, to recognize the work in the beginning. And they never really gave that recognition, but now I'm getting the recognition from the people that, you know, I've had respect for and, and who I've looked up to, you know, people like Sanjeev have reached out and Ray Mia and, and, and Nick from collegium and, you know, different brands have reached out, large and small, and it's unbelievable to me how how much work went into you know where I'm at, where I am now, and how some people who are just joining the journey right now will probably look at it and they'll say it must have been easy. Like what he does, it must have must have not taken too much time, or it must have been very easy. Where. The, the very few, the extremely few, maybe hundreds of people, if even that, who saw me from the beginning and are with me from the beginning, um, they'll really know how much work it took. Even my own girlfriend, she's starting to finally recognize Lauren, who's always helped me and been great in helping me. She's starting to recognize how much work it really took for me to reach the level that I am at today and how much work it t- takes for anybody to reach a level where they are at. It takes a ton of work, no matter who you are, no matter what industry you're in. If you want to get recognized as, you know, the 1% of the 1%, you, get, you have to just put in an in insane amount of obsessive level of work, or you're very talented. And if you're very talented, use your talent. But even if you're very talented, I consider myself to have some talents like the way I talk or the sound of my voice, those things that I was kind of born with. I don't get to change those things, but I stutter a lot. I say uh, a lot. And even on this podcast, there are some moments where I was like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, couldn't really talk, but I had to work through and I'm still working through being the best version of myself for the content that I create and for the videos that I create. And hopefully you guys maybe got a little bit out of this. I tried to structure it in a way that maybe it told a bit of a story from the beginning of me creating content to the end. And this is something that I continue to work on and get better at over time. And maybe I'll tell this story again because these milestones that I'm at right now 130 on TikTok, 11 on Instagram, and 27 on YouTube they'll continue to grow. And I'll maybe continue to refine this story. But I enjoyed kind of just kind of spilling the beans on what made drew joiner drew what to do what made him into the person he is and there's just a lot of dedication a lot of moments where i said to myself should i even do this should i just get the job i want to get and just work that job because right now these things aren't making me enough money for me to really survive and i i'm struggling in that capacity right and now i'm finally to the point where i can have a little bit more disposable income because of the work that I put in. Right. So one of the things I'm trying to do is grow this podcast as well. This podcast has been something that I feel like I've really wanted to bring more value to people than ever before. It's it's the the more kind of value dense aspect of creating content. In my opinion, I can talk to you guys for 40 minutes for 50 hour long conversations and you can re-listen to these over and over again. Where with YouTube videos or Instagram posts or TikToks, usually they're one and done. I think podcasting, maybe in terms of bringing the most value to an individual, podcasting is right there with probably YouTube. So I would love to hear what you guys think about, you know, ways I can improve this podcast. I want to do it. I want it to continue to grow and increase the value I bring to others. Like I said, the summary of this episode pretty much is, be consistent when it comes to the things that you want to accomplish, whether it be personal projects, whether it be goals you have, whether it be whatever you want to do with your life. Try to find a level of consistency and routine. One of the best things about basketball that I, I, I can definitely attribute to it is the fact that it builds this kind of insane level of consistency and routine and repetitive nature day in and day out. You practice every day. You have to hone in on your jump shot, and in order to hone in on your jump shot, I was a, I was a pretty good jump shooter. I had a pretty good shot, uh, three-point shot, and so what I would do every time I stepped onto the court is I had a shooting routine that I would go through where I would dribble the ball a few times a certain way. I would stand in front of the goal with one hand and shoot it. And that routine just got ingrained into being just this insanely consistent person, doing the same things over and over and over and over again. And it's translated into my business and work life, where now for me, the shooting drill is now the video editing drill, where every week I edit and post 10 to 15 videos. Right. And so that has become my kind of new obsession now that basketball is over. And for you, find out what that obsession is or find out what you enjoy to do. And you don't have to be like me at all. You can be totally different from me. I don't encourage you to be like me. We're all different people, we all have our own personal interests and deploy self awareness. Probably my favorite word or two words self-awareness understand you understand the the story that you want to create the book that you're writing the drawing that you're creating the whatever find that level of consistency and and do it again and again and again and then believe in yourself even when no one shows up when no one's there for you no one cares no one says good job None of your friends care. Your friends maybe even look make fun of you. Your parents don't care. No one cares. You have to continue to believe in the consistency and can believe in that routine. It's something that it's like the it's the hardest thing in the world, really. It really is. To believe in yourself when other people don't, especially people you love and care about. And then I think one of the thing is one of the things as well is that you have to just be critical of yourself and not to the point where you stop believing in yourself, obviously, but be critical of the product that you create. You have a destination that you want to get to. So that means if you don't have the skill sets, you can't you can't think that you're above the criticism. You can't think that you're above trying to improve the things that you're trying to create. And that's something that's really important for me as well, where, like I said, I said, um, and uh, and like a lot in my videos. And so it was one of the early things that I just didn't catch on to probably the first 30 videos. I said, uh, uh, like, and all these weird things. I smacked my lips. I did all these things that were probably not the best for probably 30 videos until it took me to realize like, okay, I got to stop doing these things to improve. And maybe there's something that you need to do to improve whatever you're trying to accomplish. And then I would say lastly, a huge, huge component as well is enjoying the process. One of the things that I, um, look back on, on my life with basketball is just when I was seven years old playing, you know, as a kid and I used to play against other kids and I would dominate them or I would have fun playing and score a ton of points, whatever it may be. Um, I always thought to myself as like seven year old, 10 year old, 12 year old self, like, you know, I'm going to be able to do this forever. Like this is easy. And I I never want to, you know, I'm ready to move past this moment, essentially. I'm ready to elevate and get to the next level and just be in the NBA. <laughs> um, but I, I should have taken more time to enjoy the process. And I know it's hard for a kid to enjoy the process at times, but even in high school and college, I should have taken more time to enjoy the process. Because once I made it to the Division One campus I was on at the University of Denver and I, you know, received more attention and more love and more adoration for being a division one player than at any other moment in my life. You know, I, it, it was, it was surreal. It was surreal, but I should have, um, and I, I think I did enjoy the process and all, all this just to say, enjoy the process, <laughs> all this just to say, enjoy the process, love every moment of what you're doing. It's your life. You don't get to do it again. Every moment that you spend is gone into the ephemeral past and enjoy your time. Enjoy the things that you do. Enjoy the things that you get to do day in and day out that hopefully propel you to where you want to be. This was a very, very interesting monologue conversation. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would be incredibly... It would be incredible for you to do that. Sometimes I can't even talk on the podcast, as you can see. <laughs> it would be super nice if you did that. And if you did enjoy this episode, if you want to see or listen to more episodes like this, subscribe based on whatever audio platform you're listening to, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple. There's probably a subscribe button somewhere so you can always get notified to tune in to different episodes as I release week in and week out. Next week, we have a new guest. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully I provided some value to you. And if you're someone who's trying to build a brand or build business or just build whatever, or just do the things that you want to do, hopefully it inspired you and inspired your day. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.